Hello, my name is Trevor Henderson, and welcome to my Ed6710 podcast regarding the impact of technology on education, specifically in relation to technological proficiency of today's students. In giving a little background information on the origins of my podcast, currently I am the head of faculty for a K-5 boys' school within the United Arab Emirates. I currently work with a diverse student population of roughly 550 boys from the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, and the Sudan. Our school is located in a small rural town, and the population is largely a mix of middle-class nationals and expatriates. The students at our school are 100% English as a second language. As part of newly introduced education reforms, they are now currently receiving dual language instruction in both Arabic and English in mathematics, science, and English language arts. Our students do have access to a computer lab and are scheduled in for weekly lessons. Our classrooms have internet access as well as classroom computers and digital projectors. In attempting to provide an overview as to the technological proficiency and dispositions of our students, I went about interviewing a selection of students from grade 5. Now, these students' interviews will, of course, in no way be a true representation of the actual tech levels of our entire student body but it will give us a small indication as to the mindsets and abilities present and the degree to which our students are representative of Prensky's digital native definition. In discussing the topic of digital natives and digital immigrants, Prensky described today's generation of learners as being digital natives, and that they have spent their entire lives surrounded by and using computers, video games, digital music players, video cameras, mobile phones, and various other toys and technological gadgetry inherent to this digital age. In working through my interviews with my students, that would indeed appear to be an accurate reflection of their lives. Through pointed discussion and questioning about the availability and variety of technology with which they have access, my students are quoted as saying, With regards to the different kinds of technology that's available, do you have or do you own any of these kinds of technology? For instance, you have a TV, an iPhone, a Blackberry, an iPad, a video game system, like a PS2 or an Xbox, or any kind of technology at all. So tell me about all the technology that you have at your house. A TV. Okay, so you have a TV. Any other kinds of technology? Computer. Computers. And Blackberry. Oh, you have a Blackberry. Yes. Very nice. And iPod. And an iPad. Now, do you have any video games? Yes. Yes? PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. Good. How about you, Zayed? How, many, how about technology for you? TV. Mm-hmm. iPod. PSP. PSP. Very nice. Xbox. And an Xbox. And PlayStation 2. And a PlayStation 2. So you have lots of video games. Yes. Yes? How about cell phones? Any cell phones? Mobile. Mobile. Mobiles? No. Mobile phones? No. You have a mobile phone? No. Okay. Trevor, I, I watched him uh, listening to an MP3. He's got MP3. Oh, you've got MP3 too? So, music players? Yes. Yes? Good. And yourself? Blackberry. You've got a Blackberry? What else? iPad. iPad. And TV. And some TV? How many TVs do you have? How many? How many at home? Come, come and look at the television for a bit. And three TVs, very nice. How about the rest of you? How many TVs do you have? Four TV plasma. Four plasma TVs, very nice. How about you? 
Two? I ha I have one. I have one TV. Oh well. Now clearly the students have a wealth of different technology with which to interact with at both at home and after school. Now given that they have access to technology, when questioned about the proficiency with the technology, specifically about how and when they're actually using the technology in terms of a timeline, they responded as follows. With all this technology, how young were you when you started using it? So you're in grade five now, so how old are you, Zion? Come on, Mark. So you're 12 now? So when did you start using all this technology? How, you, how small were you? Seven? About seven years old you started using stuff? Yes. How about you? Zain, how old were you? So the first time you... Six. Six? Six years old. And? Eight. Very nice. So you guys have been using technology for quite a while now. Now in listening to the interviewee's responses, the students' ages would tend to support Prensky's view of digital natives growing up with technology. Being able to use and explore technology from a young age is something which Hal Davidson and Christopher Didi both pegged as being an early indicator of technological proficiency in their research regarding digital natives and success in today's digital world. The students of today learn differently, and technological innovation and societal change have worked to exert influence on all current learners. Within our current society, regardless of where we are in the world, there is most definitely an expectation that students be competent with technology and possess the needed 21st century skills in order to be successful and contributing citizens. Now one such essential skill needed is the ability to locate and evaluate information using technology. When questioned as to their ability to use technology to locate information, specifically how to use the internet, the students did not just respond with a yes or no answer. They instead gave me the actual URL address for their favorite sites, as heard here. So now, you've all said you had computers. How about using the internet? Do you know how to get onto the internet? Can you use the internet to look around for stuff? Ten. Ten? Ten. Ten? So when you're on the internet, what kind of sites do you go to? What type, what type of things do you go and search? www.cartoonnetwork.com Ah, so you're going to watch cartoons online. How about you? What do you like to search when you're on the internet? NBC. So you're going to watch, you're going to watch your TV. NBC3, I think, is cartoon as well. It's cartoons as well? Yes. yes. And? And you're watching cartoons too. Now, having the students rattle off their favorite internet addresses was indeed a surprise and really showed the impact technology plays in their lives outside of school. Obviously, they must spend a good amount of time using the websites to have committed them to memory. Now, given this obvious time commitment, I proceeded to ask the students about what they felt their proficiency ratings were when using various technologies, be it computers, video games, or mobile phones. I asked the students to rate them scales on a scale of 1 through 10. So you've definitely all used different kinds of technology. Now when you're using this technology, we're going to find out how good you are at it. So I'm going to list some different kinds of technology. 
كيف ادائكم في الادوات هذه هل انتم ممتازين فيها او شوي شوي فراح يعطيكم قائمه مو تقول انت كيف ممتاز فيها او متوسط او قليل يعني استعمالك لها او ضعيف استعمالها So what I want you to do is you're going to rate how good you are at it and we're going to use some numbers we're going to use a scale from 1 to 10 اذا قلنا من 1 الى 10 انت استخدام او تمكنك منها من 1 الى 10 انت اذا قلنا 1 ضعيف و10 ممتاز جدا في استخدامك هذه كم تعطي حق نفسك So on a scale of 1 to 10, how good would you say you are? So 1 means you don't know anything about it. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to turn it on. Right. 10 means that you're an expert and that you know everything about it. Alright, so first one. Making a, a cell phone call. So using a cell phone, how good are you? So on a mobile phone. 10? 10. 10. So we can all make a phone call on a mobile phone. How about sending an SMS message? A text messaging. Message. 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 Now, here's one for you. I don't know if you guys would get this one, but maybe. How about using a bank machine to take money out at the ATM machine? Taking money out of the bank machine with your bank card. Ten. So you're proficient at taking money out, eh? <laughs> Ten for you and Ten for you. See, because I know some adults. Well, I've stood behind them and they just don't know what they're doing. They stand there and they punch the screen, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, here's an easy one for you. Playing video games. So using your Xbox, your PSP, your PS2. What do you think? 10. 10? You're not an 11? <laughs> 10? And another 10. Perfect. Now clearly the students are confident in their abilities to use technology to not only find information and communicate, but also entertain themselves and fulfill needs. When questioned as to their confidence levels and their abilities in relation to others, specifically their parents, I was not surprised by their responses in the least. Do you think that you're better at using technology than your parents? <laughs> You're, you're better? Okay, so Zayed says he's better than his parents. How about you? You as well? And? So you all, you all think you're better than your parents that you can technology? Yeah? They don't know how to use these kinds of things. They, your parents don't know how to use it? Now when questioned further as to the challenges associated with having a higher level of technological proficiency than their parents, my student responses made me laugh when I asked them how they overcame this problem and if they had to help their parents out. So do you find that sometimes you have to teach your parents how to use this stuff? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did they learn pretty quick or are they still trying to, are they still trying to learn? Little bit, little bit by learning? In listening to my students and their comments, 
the technological gap present between today's generation and generations of the past became quite evident. Today's learners fluently integrate technology and enjoy the challenges in being able to create something new. When asked about this generation gap associated with technology in relation to the learning of new concepts, my students had their own theories as to why technology use was so easy for them as opposed to their parents. Now, why is it so easy for you guys to learn technology but not so easy for them? ليش انتوا احسن من اولياء امركم في تعلم الادوات هذه بسرعه؟ ليش انتوا احسن من لانهم صاروا احنا كنا صغار وهم صاروا كبار because we are already adults yeah we are just we are little kids we can learn better quicker ah alright so you guys figure because you're younger you learn faster is that right؟ انتوا يعنكم اصغر تتعلمون اسرع؟ yeah now is it also because maybe you guys have more technology than they have؟ انتوا عندكم الان امكانيه التعامل مع التكنولوجيا اكثر منهم؟ يس يس؟ هاو اوفن دو يور بيرنتس بلاي فيديو جيمز؟ كم مره ابوك وامك يلعبون العاب الفيديو فيديو جيمز؟ They don't play at all eh? Oh see so that might be explained one reason why they're not as good at it. Now I found their comments interesting in that they had pegged age as being an influential factor in the gaining of technology proficiency, something echoed by Prinsky, but nonetheless a concept I have a problem in accepting, perhaps because I'm a member of that older age group working to become a fluid digital native and cannot help but see age as being unrelated to the gaining of technological knowledge. Everyone can be a lifelong learner if they choose to do so regardless of their age. Now in the end, Regardless of the title placed on today's students, there is a definite and some would say urgent need to adjust our current instructional thinking to include an ever-increasing array of fresh insights, techniques, and innovative tools to better understand and instruct this challenging generation. As someone in the field of education, I recognize that today's students possess varying levels of digital awareness and technological aptitude that far exceeds that of previous generations, including my own on occasion, Consequently, teachers need to consistently utilize outside technologies to reinforce learning and generate instruction that supports all learners and allows them opportunities to utilize their skills and strengths, as well as develop and refine the skills which they do not have yet. It is my hope that through these actions, we, as teachers, are able to, as Christopher Didi notes, start where our students are and take them where they are not.